0: Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. So, like we all know, we are in a new series. Who can you remind me what the name of our series is? Huh? Sacrifice. Thank you. We are in the Disciple. We're in the series, The Disciple. And Dara did an awesome job last week. Give it up for him. Give it up for God in his life. He couldn't have started it. I couldn't have done that. Um, But he did a good job introducing us into this series. And so today I am going to maybe pick a little bit from things from him, just steal some of his notes. Something is going on here. Um, Steal some of his notes to make mine long. Don't tell him I said that. Um, But we're going to also just be talking more about becoming a disciple. And we're going to be taking our Bible text from Genesis 22. We're going to do this together. I read one, you read two. We're going to be doing Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 13. Genesis 22, 1 to 13. We're doing this together, so you kind of have to open your Bibles or use that. All right, one, and now it came to pass after these things that God rested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, yeah, I am, verse 2. Theory. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and split the wood for the burnt offering. And I rose and went to the place of which God had told him, verse 4. And Abraham said to young these young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship and we shall come back to you, verse 6. But Isaac said spoke to Abraham his father and said my father and he said here I am my son and he said look the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering verse 8 verse 9 then they came to the place for which God had told him and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Verse 10. Hmm. Wow. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. Verse 13, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the ticket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a bond offering instead of a son. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Thank you, O God, for what you're about to teach us. Lord, we're excited for what you're about to do. Father, we ask that you speak through me, to me, and to your people. And at the end of the day, O God, Father, your name and alone will be glorified. And Jesus, most precious name, we have prayed. So who can guess what the topic of today is? You cheated. All right. So today's topic is sacrifice. If you're writing, put sacrifice. I'm putting in a bracket. The power to lay down. The power to lay down. I'm going to come for you today. Come for you today. All right, Um. right. First... I tried to check the meaning of sacrifice in the, in the dictionary because it's a dictionary. It said, sacrifice is an act of offering to a, de- a deity something that is precious. Something that is precious. Last week, Dara t- taught us basically what it means to be a, what a disciple. Is. He divided the Christian work basically into three. He said a... Two, three... All right. If you don't know what you're saying, just watch last week, then you can catch up. All right. So you talked about a follower, a disciple, and an apostle. A follower is someone who just probably just started the work, just gave their life to Christ. A disciple is someone who's intentional about learning about God. Someone is intentional about doing the learning the work, basically. An apostle is a missionary, a messenger, the called, basically. Amen. Amen. And so sacrifice. Is one of the biggest requirements of a disciple. A disciple is required to sacrifice. What does God want us to sacrifice? Our life. Our life. And while studying the life of Ab- the story of Abraham that we just read, one thing I, I the Lord just brought something to me about how similar Abraham and Jesus' that story was. Abraham was required to sacrifice what was most important to him. If you go back in the story of Abraham, you can see that the first conversation God ever had with Abraham was a promise. Promised, promised, promised so much that he changed his name. He was like, let's go there. He said, move. Oh, well, you promised me I'm going to move. There's just a lot of conversation between God and Abraham. And then the test, the test of sacrifice. And if you are Understand the life of the story of Jesus before Jesus was, the prophets were talking about this Messiah that was going to come. There was already a promise of Jesus, that someone that's going to come, is going to rescue you, it's going to bring the new life and all of that wonderful things. And and so I see a similarity between both of them, the beginning of their life were promises, and then the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus had to do the ultimate sacrifice, which was to lay down his, lay down his. Beautiful. And so, we see both of them comparing their life Abraham had to lay down what was most precious to him, which was his son. And then we see what both of them did after their sacrifices. If you read verse, verse 16 to 18, we see the promises that came to Abraham after the test. And those promises were for, the, for generations to come just because he passed one test. You will see after Jesus did a sacrifice, but when Um, God said God has highly exalted Jesus and has given him a name after he had done the ultimate sacrifice. The promises and the blessings of Jesus, we still speak about it today because of the ultimate sacrifice. And so today I am going to be basically teaching us, teaching myself about what it looks like to sacrifice. How hard it is to sacrifice and how important it is to sacrifice sacrifice. And so we're going to literally break down some things. After studying the life of the disciples, I came to realize that for them to do all of what they did, we see Peter, we see Paul. They did not really think about anything else but God. They didn't think about, oh, I need to find a job. They didn't think about, oh, I need to get married. I need to have kids. I need to go to that party. I need to go to that party. I need... I need to, they didn't think about the worries that we have today because they had sold their lives to God. That was why Peter's shadow could perform miracles, because even a shadow belonged to God. And so we're gonna we need to understand something that sacrifice is never forced. John ten seventeen to eighteen. John ten seventeen to eighteen. Yeah, I'm going to need you guys. John ten seventeen to eighteen. Media. Media. <laughs> it's okay. John ten, seventeen to eighteen. And it says, Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. No one forces you to lay it down. You have to do it willingly. Sacrifice is never forced. See, when you look at the life of a great disciple, of a great man of God, do not look at their greatness, look at their scars. They have tumbled and suffered in the place, in the secret place. Their secret place Has more time log than most of our entire lives because they understand that the secret to greatness is sacrifice. The secret to greatness is sacrifice. And so I know a lot of us have heard when we pray, we say, Father, help me to surrender it all. Lord, help me to give it all to you. And I'm like, I don't know how this works. I don't know what it means to give my all to God. And let us understand that it takes the grace of God to sacrifice because our flesh has this thing that wants to know what tomorrow looks like we've done so much mathematics and calculus that the answer must be x or z or four or two or one and if that's wrong you don't get the right answer you fail and so that we brought that to our lives whereby we need to know what the answer looks like and so we have taken on everything that concerns us and we have planned it In such a way that God doesn't have a say in it anymore. There is no place for him. You have put A, B, C, D to Z and God has, there's no other letter left. And so we need to understand that sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice is what makes us a great. We are following. And. What we just read, um, I think we'll read Matthew, but because of time I'll just go over it. The Bible says that if you, gain, if you lose your life, you gain it. That is a mathematics that makes no sense. It says if you lose your life, if you lose something, you gain it back. That's why I said before that it takes the grace of God. It takes the spirit. You cannot walk in sacrifice without the spirit of God because there's spiritual exercise. You cannot use the flesh to walk the spirit. You cannot use the spirit to walk the flesh. The spirit walks with the spirit and the flesh walks with the flesh. And so it takes the spirit of God to sacrifice. And so we're going to look at some things that we need to sacrifice quickly. The first thing is sacrifice of time. Sacrifice of time. Sacrifice of time. <laughs> the, thing, the, biggest, the, the, most, the biggest thing I've seen, basically, about most Christians is that they have they have quantified God and the time they should spend with God. They've made it look like if I spend 30 minutes with God, I've prayed for the entire 24 hours. When you tight your money, do you tight your time? My grandma used to say this thing. She says 24 hours means you pray 2 hours and 40 minutes. So sometimes, guys, look at the time. Two hours, many 10, 40 minutes. We can do it 40 minutes. But then that, the math, that's not the mathematics that works in, in, in the spirit. You want four hours, you pray 20 hours. That is the math that works in the spirit. How desperate times calls for desperate measures. You need God desperately. How desperate are you? Some of us, you look at the time in church. I should be out of here at one. I go so I'm still talking at one gathering is coming. Are you excited? Are you just looking like, I go, sir, it's round up. It's one round up. But then you go to a party. Starts at 6, should end at 12. At 1 a.m., let's go. There. Don't end. let's go. You don't want to go 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I'll sleep for two hours. I'll be fine. Why? You need to sacrifice your time. As a disciple, to become a disciple, your time has to belong to God. The Bible says it is a rewarder for them that diligently seek him. It does not say it's a rewarder for them that seek him. Diligently seek him is directly proportionate to a reward. You have to diligently seek him. Some of us have vol- attending this church even longer than I have, even though I was here for the first day, and the first day but the longer than I have, some of us have been members of this church and you've not volunteered at your time. You're still trying to understand what ministry you belong to. <laughs> trying to realize what gifts do I have? What's my talent? I can't sing. I can't dance. There's no dancing ministry. I can't be a part of the volunteer. The Lord has released gifts for every area. Whatever you want to do, the grace is available for you. Volunteer your time to God. Volunteer your time to God. We see a lot of things that happen on here. A lot of people come and lead prayers, come and preach. And they're like, Father, I wish I had the gift of preaching. This is not a gift. This is a reward. It is not a gift. Gift is freely given. But this is not freely given. I am not saying that I saw the, the number of time I should have. I promise you sometimes God wakes me up at 4 a.m. and I and I on my phone till 6 a.m. and then I pray for 20 minutes. And that's true. But for the for, for to be able to do this, something had to give. I had to give up something. If you're gonna sacrifice, you're gonna feel it in your body. Your blood will boil. Your your eyes are bigger than mine. It's going to hurt, but it's going to pay. Sacrifice of money. Sacrifice of money. I'm not just talking about tithes and offering. You walk into this church and you see something that doesn't look like it should be. This doesn't look right. They need this. But you sit there and wait for someone to get a prophetic word that says you should get it. sacrifice of money you give your money to the world your money will go down as the economy does yeah. you invest your money in God and watch it go up yeah. we'll leave this money here everything we have this beautiful jacket I'm gonna give it out someday but some of us have a hoarding spirit there's some shoes that doesn't size us we don't give it out so how will you give your money to God how do you give your money to God? Your closet is full of clothes that is not your, it's torn. You kind of patched it together, said, This is still my best clothes. How do you not give your money to God if your life already portrays the same thing you're doing in front of God, doing to God? Sacrifice of money. Invest your money in God. Do not think, Oh, you're giving your money to a particular person. That's between them and God. You've done yours. See some people that are crazy, like they will know about the, the story of the woman that gave the littlest that she had, and the Bible talked about her, not the ones that gave everything that they had, but the little, because the Lord knew what her heart was saying. That this is what I have. What do you have that you cannot give God? What can God demand of you that you cannot give Him? Is it your relationship? I'm coming to that. I'm in trouble today. <laughs> Sacrifice of your body. Sacrifice of your body. Some of us, actually, all of us, in one time of our walk with God, we've sacrificed our spirit but not our body. That's why we get into trouble. You still say, God, why am I still doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. I thought you have taken it away from me. You've given him your spirit but not your body. But the Bible says the body is the temple of the Most High God. Do you know the secret to that? Spend your body for God. Use your body for the things of God. And you realize that the things that should not be becomes filth to you. Spend so much time. If it's that you know how to dance, dance to God. Whatever it is you know how to use your body to do, you can draw, use it for God. And you realize that you spend so much time, it doesn't balance anymore. And then this is so high, then this doesn't, it's insignificant. Sacrifice of body. Sacrifice of talents and gifts. Sacrifice of talents and gifts. Sacrifice of talent and gift. Everyone has been given something they are able to do. Some of us, if we put them in a the creative space, watch what they do. You'll be amazed. I'm not the same person that sat beside me yesterday. But if, the, if a church is asking for your talent, you are asking for their money. You can drum. I looked that way. <laughs> you can drum. Someone is asking for you to come and drum for them. You are saying, oh, well, time, is going to be on a Saturday. I might have to do this. Sometimes I'm going to lose this. Okay, $500. There's, there's some men, there's some worshippers that I know, that if you invite them somewhere, they're not going to ask for a dime. And even if you give it to them, they'll return it back to you. Because they realize that their talent and their gifts is for God and they have not lacked anything. That five hundred dollars, I promise you, you might not do it for you might not use it for something that good. You really might not. And so I'm coming back, you know where I'm coming back to, I'm coming back there. Sacrifice. The kingdom of God is about access, not ownership. You cannot say you own something if you cannot maintain it. The moment you give God your body and your life, he has to maintain it. You have that relationship. You say that I feel like my spirit is leading me to this person. You get to the person and then you forget to go back to the spirit I was leading you to the person. And then something goes wrong and you're like, God, you've abandoned me. And God is like, you did not give me. Sacrifice the power to lay down. I need two people, please. Two people. Bring something that is your own. Bring something, bring something. (sighs) That's fine, that's fine. If I collect this from her, does it affect him? If you give God this and someone collects it from God, does it affect you? Because God now has to keep it. I'll give you an example. She gives him a phone and says, "I give it to you. I'll come back and collect it some other time." It falls and breaks. Who has to maintain it? But who owns it? When you give God something, he gives you back to steward it, not to own it. But then when you give it to him, he maintains it. He can go. You can go. Stewardship. Stewardship. Give God your life and watch him fix it. Because he knows that in the end you will come and say, God, I am back. I'm like, I have kept this for you. I've kept this crown for you. I've kept this mansion for you. When you lay down your life. See? See the way I collected his phone, the phone, gave it to him. Because she knows that he's in his care. She lives in peace. She lives in joy. Because she knows that he's maintaining it. You have anxiety. You forget your phone somewhere. You can get it back for the last two hours. Oh, God, my phone is falling down. I it broken. And then you are in anxiety. You are in worry. You forget your Bible in church. Next week, you should be there. Nobody has taken it. <laughs> yeah. The only, the most, the, the, the one of the biggest reasons why you live in anxiety in worry in trouble is because you are trying to maintain it because you are trying you're owning it you're keeping it and so because it doesn't look like you should do it should you are in a lot of you're disturbed but some people are sleeping like a baby because they know they've given it to god right. power to lay down, the power to lay down, the power to lay down. The Lord will give you the power to do it. All of everything I've said since, I'm not trying to say that there's a mechanism of doing this thing. I'm not trying to say there's a way. I'm not trying to say I have a manual. I'm saying that there is a power to lay down. That when God is demanding that you give his car to the church, you are not batting an eye. When the Lord is demanding that you give your relationship back to Him. And He's saying, because I have it, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this, do that. And you find out that you're getting married and you're excited. Because you've given it to the person that can maintain it for you. The guy, the girl is acting up. The guy is acting up. Go back to God. Father, you gave me this relationship. Working is hard. You're giving back your job. Your boss is... Hellish, stressing you out, you go back to God and say, Father, you gave me this job, walk on Him. Yeah. I am giving you instances on how I'm giving you, giving you the, the how to give Him back, give it back to Him. You are in school, you know that the Lord brushed you there because obviously you couldn't have done it yourself. The Lord brings you to school. A professor is trying to make you fail. You go back to God and say, Father, you gave me the school. Do what you can and you sleep like a baby. The power to lay down. The power to lay down. But you see, you have to know the person you're giving something to. I gave an example of Abraham. When Abraham was about to kill his son, like I said, it must have pretty been very slow because when I didn't say Abraham with that knife could have come down. But he had a relationship with God. That's why he could hear Abraham, Abraham. Some of us need to either be sleeping or be praying five hours to hear God. How won't you kill what you should not have killed? You have to have a relationship with the person that is maintaining it for you. If, if she doesn't know him and she gives him something, she's gonna be worried because she doesn't know how much she can maintain it. But if you know God, you know that there is no how I am doing this by myself anyways. I can't do this on my own. Father, do it for me. And so we're going to pray. Like I said, it's important you have a relationship with the person that you're giving this, your life to to maintain it. You're giving your life to someone that you don't know. And so, if you're here, I said a lot of things this morning. I've talked about sacrifice. I've talked about becoming a disciple. You have to sacrifice. You have to lay down your life. That's the only way you can follow God. You cannot sit and be praying to know your calling when you're not even a disciple yet. When you've not sacrificed. And you're saying, Father, I cannot do this by myself. I have tried. And I have failed. So many times. Father, I want to give it back to you who can maintain it. But I don't know you. But I don't know you. If you are here and you're saying, I don't know this God, but I want to give it to Him, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I cannot maintain it. I've tried so many times, but I cannot maintain it. I give you my life, I give you my will. I give you my career, I give you my job, I give you my relationship. But Father, I also want to know you, because you're going to tell me what to do anyways. I want to be able to hear you, to talk to you, talk about this God that everyone is talking about. I want to know you. Father, be my Lord and my Savior. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. If you know you prayed this prayer, I pray. Raise up your hands. Let's just clap for God. If you're online and you prayed this prayer, even though you prayed it in person, the ushers will walk around with a card, just signal at them, and they'll give you a card. And someone will follow up with you. So let's be on our feet. We're going to pray quickly before I release you in the hands of God. We talked about sacrifice, the power to lay down. And so our first prayer point today, we're going to pray. I said, what can God ask you that you cannot give to him? What can God make a demand of that you cannot give to him? And so you're going to say, Father, show me a part of my life I have not given to you. Show me an area of my life that I have not given to you. Is it my job? Is it my health? I'm looking for many doctors that could do it for me. Father, show me the area of my life I have not given to you expose it expose it expose it oh God a part of me I have not given to you God expose it in the name of Jesus and i are also going to pray the grace to lay it down Now, father when you show me help me to lay it down to you help me to lay it back to you in the name of Jesus help me to lay it back to you Because I cannot do it by myself anyways. And the devil is the worst option. And lastly, you're going to pray against the spirit of ownership. It's my ministry. It's my relationship. It's my job. It's my education. Praying against the spirit of ownership. Father, you've called me to stewardship, not to ownership. Father, help me to own. Help me to steward it help me to steward it help me to steward it in the name of jesus and so father we pray that oh god that you come upon every one of us that is here and help us to lay it all down to you expose the area of our lives that we've not laid it laid down to you show us where we are missing it and father help us to lay it down to you and that it will also come against the spirit of ownership Father, it is your your career, it's your child, it's your job, it's your ministry. Father, it's all you, and not us. Lord, we say thank you. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817 817- 3822244 Again, text saved to 8173822244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.